0: The only weapon was the car got to fight. I got a hell of a lot of weapons to fight. I got my claws, I got compasses, I got guns, I got dynamite. I got a hell of a lot to fight. i number 59 of Lucha World. Frito and the Freak are back. Vandal Drummond. VD. Frito Esparza. F.E. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing tonight, Fredo?
1: Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Neither can
0: I. We have air conditioning.
1: Yes, air conditioning after... Actually, it's not as bad today as it was on Monday, so we're taping this on a Tuesday, but Monday was... Hell, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I think that was record heat, right?
0: It was. When I got into Elena's car, her thermometer read 116. Oh, geez.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there was a fire too nearby. So
0: yes, yes. So that—that's the fun we've been having. We've been having fun. Fortunately, yeah, our AC is working.
1: Oh, it is good. (laughs) Yeah, I feel bad for those who don't have AC right now. (laughs) That's at least one thing that hasn't broken on me the the last two three weeks
0: <laughs> that's right the last few weeks you've had major internet problems
1: yeah my had... refrigerator had issues everything yes the internet problem got fixed right away but still you know missing you know it was funny because when my internet went out you know you've seen that commercial where they show that family that loses internet yes for like a Fifteen minutes, and they're just running around looking to see what they could find for internet. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I've been doing that. It's been like the, the only. I think the only good thing is that I grew up in an era when there was no internet, so I'm not. I'm not as. That's
0: what's so funny is I was I was thinking the other day. Wow, what did I do before internet? And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's so funny. I remember discovering the internet in '94, and. Just being so amazed at this. Did like, you have
1: internet at home in '94 though? That wasn't still.
0: Yeah, America Online. You had it. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. I didn't Since have my it. My brother-in-law he was a computer uh, yeah. whiz. He, uh, in fact, what happened was Elena w- had been in a car wreck. It wasn't badly hurt, but she had to kind of stay around the house for a while, laid up, and so he installed America Online to entertain her we're just like oh my god chat rooms look <laughs> you can talk to somebody in real time and you, no long distance charge
1: did you download um, naked pictures of women that took 15 minutes to download <laughs> remember that yep.
0: yes I do of course I do
1: yeah I, guy. of course I do it's I good. know the first time I used the internet was I think probably in college because it's like that's really when it. because I didn't really use the internet in high school or anything like you would use it like like every once in a while, but it wasn't this big deal. Like when I was a kid, and it's
0: amazing how just what a.
1: And that's what's so weird when they call us when um, the Oracle called us call computer, computer nerds, geek nerds. computer geeks, <laughs> or computer nerds. It's like
0: how wonderful I, we look the part but we don't have I
1: was like I was the type of person like I would trade my like I would do Spanish homework for people just to do my computer or, like homework because I didn't know how to do anything
0: absolutely I know we, we get to look like nerds but we don't have the advantage of being able to fix I the could, computer with yeah, I our hands behind her back I could, I
1: could grasp stuff like to do thir- certain things but it's not something I'm constantly remembering yeah if something I'll forget about goes it.
0: wrong with my computer I have to rely on somebody yeah. else Uh so well,
1: well that week the good thing was that I had we had uh, we went to a lucha show so I was happy about that. That's
0: right. We went even to though they the, fixed the internet app right the UIPW away. show. Yeah, and uh, uh, as always, want to give a thanks to Carrie for being so accommodating. Carrie is the uh, alpha cat of UIPW. Uh, Earned his money that night. He was yeah. working like crazy. The place
1: but, was packed.
0: Uh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> to bellow?
1: We started wondering worrying how many people could fit into the building because there were so many people in there.
0: Yes, I m- remember uh, you, me, and Dan, all three of us. We were stationed, like, close to a door.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, just in case. <laughs> too
0: many people get in here and a spark is ignited. Yeah. We want to be near an exit. Yeah, yeah they... Uh, yeah, it was at a church in Montebello. So that was entertaining when people would yell culero.
1: Somebody,
0: <laughs> somebody would scream, we're in a church! Yeah. That was a fun show.
1: Well, you know, the other thing, I think there was more a lot of people there to see that guy. Because um, they were filming that reality TV series. for oh, um, El Gallo. Super Gallo. The, Super Gallo. It, he's, he's part of that Becoming a Luchador um, TV series. It's actually on YouTube right now. I think it's going to be on TV. I don't know. Yes. Actually, they did mention... They and did. that is the one Yeah, it's featuring... one of those. It's a web series. It's a web series yes. on another website or that's something.
0: That's the one featuring Superboy, Yeah, right?
1: Superboy and all the people that train with Superboy are on that. That is so awesome. So, yeah, and I mean, if you look at it, like, as soon as they post the, the video, there's at least a couple of hundred thousand people who immediately watch it. Wow. So that's probably the most exposure Superboy's ever gotten. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> Which is kind of like, you know, you, you you think about, like, all these guys you would think they would want to like promote it on that on that or that guy would actually give him a little bit of a rub yeah. uh, which might he might actually be doing that you never know but i i i don't really i haven't watched the last couple of episodes but yeah he was there um the main event was Volador Jr and i think a lot of people went cuz Caristico was first time yes. back in Los Angeles since he was in Cara and uh Mysterioso Jr the not Mysterioso Jr Mysterioso the la version the la version Chinook of Misterioso. that's not, the
0: one we saw a team with negro casas a few years back
1: right? yeah it's not it's not Misterioso the first one which mm-hmm. was roberto castillo i think was the yes. name not Misterioso jr from cml not Misterioso jr from monterey <laughs> no Misterioso from and he is none Los of San the
0: Huracan of- ramirez's that yes. have been out there in the last
1: yeah that years or so. and then there was a I guess we should talk about the big match. Super, what was it? Mister Piolean versus Mongol in the mask versus hair match. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two out of three falls. I thought the best part of that match was um, Mima Shimoda came out to sell. Um, it was before. It was after intermission, wasn't it? Yes. That match. Mima Shimoda came out to um, to give out to like sell autograph pictures and take photos with fans, and um, she stayed after that to watch the matches. And she was very interested watching that match. I think she' even sat like closer to watch the match. but I just thought it was funny that here's this person that's been probably in some gone to some of the biggest shows in Japan and Mexico, and there she is. Watching Mr. Piolin versus El Mango and looking interested, I was like, "Dude, that!" thing. I was like, "I don't think I've watched half of it." Well, maybe there's a lot of people too. So maybe I didn't she see
0: thought it. it was a Zen riddle of some kind. Yeah, yeah. And you're supposed to like, what exactly is it they're doing? Yeah,
1: it wasn't that long either. So. <clears throat>
0: Pioleen did get his head shaved. Yeah,
1: he got his all his head, and they actually brought the the clippers for that uh, the the cut the right. shaved his head and everything. Yes, he yes. didn't have to suffer through just scissors, kinder <laughs> kindergarten scissors, like the other people. Uh, what was the other? The other. Well, the other highlight was you interviewing me, Michelle. Well, the other highlight was Sexy Star showing up. I think during that match, yes. Sexy Star showed up. She walked just walked right by us. Yeah, she walked by us. Um, somebody in front of her was carrying like a, her was rolling her her suitcase or grease mm-hmm. whatever that with her gear, and she walked in without her mask on. Yes. But I I've watched Monterey Lucha. I mean, it's pretty easy to identify a Sexy Star without her mask if you've watched. Yeah. I
0: forgot how tiny she is
1: Yeah so she showed up And and Dan was like She's not that bad looking And I was like I was like no I don't think anybody said She was really that bad looking
0: (laughs) Oh dear
1: But it was funny Some
0: people have high standards Yeah yeah (laughs) That's funny no, yes. the, highlight, the highlight was you interviewing Mima Shimoda. She she just lit up like a Christmas tree. Like, it's so funny. She seems so quiet when she's selling the photos. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I even th- I, I even thought at one point I was telling Dan, I go, she should yell a little more because she's so quiet. Like She'd be like, $10 a uh, photo yeah, or very quiet. Yeah, she looks
0: so demure and yeah, just yeah. passive. And then you interviewed her and she just was... Cause I went choking at, and she punched you on the arm. Because
1: I went and asked her, I asked her if I could interview her. And she was like, yeah, sure. I said after the show. She's like, fine. I figured she would leave. I mean, because, yeah. you know. But um, we found out later that she came in with Volador Jr. So I guess she came along with oh, them. Oh, that's why. Well, you didn't find out. You haven't read the interview, huh? No, I haven't. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you didn't do anything to prepare oh, for Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I... I, I um,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get into that after we talk about Yes.
1: It. So then um, she... Um, She starts, I asked her how many years she'd been wrestling. It's so weird because I was, because I I start. I asked two questions at a time. Mm -hmm. I figured they could answer both at, you know, cut time, you know. Yes. So I asked her how many years she had been wrestling. And then I asked her um, when she plans on, like, is she, or is she planning on continuing to wrestle? Because I I hadn't seen her wrestle that much. So she was telling me that she had been wrestling for, um, she said 30 years. I understood 40 years. Uh Uh-huh. So when I said forty in Spanish, she understood me. <laughs> so she punched me, She and then the I, arms and then she so said thirty funny. again. And I said and I, I didn't understand her the second time, so I just went with it. I was like, oh okay, like I was okay, like, yeah, we got that great picture
0: of you. Yeah, so then it was
1: awesome. So then um, she, what was the other thing? She oh then there's this there's this ongoing story from Mexico that every time she does an interview, she gets asked about a Mexican boyfriend. If she and this, the, this gets asked of every Japanese woman. They'll ask them, really? "Have you met a ja- uh, Mexican boyfriend?" The 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 CML people do this. The Julio Cesar Rivera. They want to the, give. A... He always does that. He always does that. No, it's just him being My... being silly. And um so, this has been ongoing. Like I think the last time she got interviewed by him was like maybe like six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So this has always been something I kept. Whenever somebody would go to Mexico, I would ask them ask Mima if she's. Still found her Mexican boyfriend. <laughs> nobody ever asked. So then I decided to ask her, and she told me she had it. <laughs> and then she said the way she said it, she says nobody loves me. But she said it in the, in the the way people from Mexico talk, like her accent right. was Mexican, like actual Mexican.
0: Which was funny. It was because... Was
1: funny to me because I mean, you don't really hear them talk like that. Like, well, you- and
0: also what's funny is. When you were about to do the interview, didn't she say, like, my Spanish is kind
1: of... Rusty? She told me to speak... She told she told me to speak slowly. mm mm-hmm. she, she, Her Spanish was fine. It was just... She can't understand... Oh, like, comprehending. ...if, if you okay. speak it fast. So I, that's why I was speaking a little slower. She understood me well enough to, like, get all the stuff I was saying. She was so cool. Yeah, but she was cool. Like, she yeah. she took pictures with you guys. She, um... What was, what other thing did she say? Oh, I asked her she if she hugged was... hugged you. Oh, yeah. She... Oh, she hugged you. She... After the interview, you know, like everybody makes fun of um, all the people who do um, all the lucha reporters. We always make fun of them taking pictures with with um, wrestlers, which is why I don't take a lot of pictures of them. Yeah. You guys take you guys take pictures of them, but you're not the ones interviewing them or talking with them. Yes, but I don't take pictures with them. Like I'll take it, but I'll, I won't post it online. You'll post it on Facebook, right. but not on my website. So then, um, except the Johnny Mundo one, because we look really that was too. cool. We looked really cool. He made yeah. us look so much cooler, <laughs> and um, so. Uh, what was it? So we end the interview and she hugs me. Like, she yes. hugs me and I'm like, that I'm like awesome. what the hell was it? I just thought it was funny. And you know, I hugged her. I was fine with it because I, I just thought I interviewed her. She hugged me. But then when she goes and hugs you guys, you guys kind of acted all weird. Like, you guys looked to her like, I like shocked. I, I, yeah, I wasn't ready <laughs> yes. And it's weird because I'm the one that's not the hugging type. You guys are the ones that constantly hug everyone. Well, you know,
0: you know why it threw me off is almost every woman wrestler
1: doesn't do this stuff like yeah she's yeah very, especially
0: because there's so many guys who want to hug them. yeah and i've i've seen several cases of of woman wrestlers kind of like okay keep the distance you don't know yeah. what kind of message you send if you hug somebody
1: yeah but then she hugged us i was like that's but she she gave us a nice hug it then wasn't she was anything sweet. yeah she was really cool and i asked her if she was going to come back to la and she said she if Volod she could get booked by the promoter yeah so i was like oh cool that's very cool yeah then we talked before that we spoke to Volador Jr. Actually, before that, we waited for like thirty minutes. Thirty minutes to talk to Volador Jr. Yes. in the hallway. So we got to experience the whole charistico being a <laughs> being a bit of a diva. Oh, there were there was there like a enough? long line of people wow. waiting for Caristico to come out to sign autographs. First of all, none of these people brought Caristico Volador Jr. didn't bring any like gimmicks to sell. Right. So they basically were okay losing money on that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I don't. I didn't even ask Volador Jr. if he brought anything but he didn't bring anything I didn't see anything there so uh, I didn't see anything for Caristico either I mean did you see anything? No no just the just the people who bring stuff um, the other the, we got
0: our Los Moros t-shirts that's all oh you
1: got about that again? I finally got I got everywhere. one before that yeah the show before that um, so we're re- waiting for their for um, Chur- well people were we were waiting for Volador we knew we had no shot to I knew I, we had no shot to get Caristico, so I didn't even bother asking for Caristico so everybody's waiting in the back in the hallway to see if Caristico would come out they told them first they told them that Caristico was going to go out the other side mm-hmm. so that emptied out half the people <laughs> and then there was like a, another a couple of people who showed up to ask if they could get um, some stuff signed by Caristico and um, one of the rustlers took something to the back mm-hmm. and came back a few minutes later and told the person that Caristico wasn't signing anything
0: in fact, there were several people who, and
1: then there were saying, more, yeah, and then there were more people who started saying that he wasn't signing there anything. There
0: were a lot of fans who probably went into the building as Caristico fans and left, not being Caristico fans. And,
1: and well, I, I think the other thing was that he was going to leave early, mm-hmm. so that might have played into it because he had an early flight. Yeah, but then we saw the person that was waiting for him to like take him to the to the airport was constantly upset that he was taking so long <laughs> I think he was still there when we were talking to Volador Jr. so because I didn't see him I didn't Very see him leave so yeah then Car- we asked Kerry um, to if he could get us the interview with um, Volador Jr. and we waited for Kerry to set up the cage there was like I think 10 people setting up a cage that's right and um, while that was going on we saw Steve Payne Mm-hmm. And we talked. I think nice yeah. And we talked to Steve Payne, and he told us he's going to start running shows.
0: That's right. Uh, he announced be one in July. July fifteenth. He's be away.
1: Hope Pro Wrestling. Yes. And then there's going to be another one in August, but it's, I think it's going to be more of a, an American type yeah. wrestling promotion. Well, we should
0: try to check that. That yeah, probably August. Good.
1: We'll try the August one. Yeah. A and I know we asked him. I asked him if he would do an interview with us, mm-hmm. and I think he thought. We would do it over the online or, you know, Skype or over yeah. the phone. And I was like, yeah, we do it. We just show up. We just show up with We'd our show recorder. Up with our
0: handy little yeah. microphone from uh, Walnut Kills. And yeah, just we do it on the spot. We
1: don't want to go into deep thought about this. We just want to do like a quick five, ten minute interview and yeah. we're done. It's like, we don't need you. We don't want you guys to get in trouble. <laughs> we don't need you. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't need you guys to go too long, and we don't want you guys to get in trouble because we would have gotten in trouble with Steve Payne because he's also part of Lucha Underground, and he—that's right, that's
0: right. He doesn't
1: want to. We don't want to ask them anything. It is
0: funny. I've never seen wrestlers so tight-lipped.
1: About, yeah, and we told him too. We told yes. him about our, our little cholo thing, and he laughed about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not we're not like anybody who's doing Lucha Underground. We don't. We don't even we don't ask them. It about, we don't bring it up. We, yeah, we bring don't it, even
0: bring up their involvement. Yeah, yeah. It's it. like
1: it's like it's not something like we do not
0: want anybody to lose their gig.
1: Yeah. So um, he was saying that he would do the show, do a pod, uh, an interview one of these days. Um, so we'll probably get that yes. at some point. I figure we'll do it after he promotes a couple of shows, <laughs> and we have more to talk about with him as a promoter. And then we went. Finally, got to see Volador Jr. Uh, I like Carrie introduced us again. Volador Jr. remembered us. Yes. Which was cool. That's right,
0: that was cool. And
1: then like he like really sat like the first thing I asked him was like how long he was gonna be in out uh in Los yeah. Angeles, because um we had we had noticed how weird it was that he was gonna he traveled from Japan to Mexico back to Los Angeles. So but we also saw before that we saw his wife. Mm-hmm. Why, did you you, yes. you saw her already? You're already familiar with her. Yes. Yeah, so um <laughs> This was weird because um, his wife came in with a, her son, their mm-hmm. son, and then they also had another kid with them. I don't know if you saw that. Like, there was I another, saw the other kid. I yeah, but know I, know I, that there was another woman with them, but there was another kid the with them. Best thing
0: is, I didn't know if that kid was with them. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of hanging. So on then, with
1: so then I asked Bolador in the interview, like he's telling me about his situation mm-hmm. with, like, th- from his uh, forgetting his uh, wife's birthday, and I go, "How many kids do you have?" And he's like, "He's like, oh, I only have one," and I was like. And so I wrote in the interview. I go, I go. I asked him this because I saw two kids. I was like, man. <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote. He must be getting ready to face the Casas family. He Needs some more backup. You know, he's <laughs> trying to build up the 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 Junior family. Yeah, the, yeah, trying to, trying to, yeah, the trying to going. get because he saw all those kids that are coming out of the the Casas Alvarado family. Yes. Yeah, what my, Well,
0: what what a cool guy though.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, really... know, you know what I noticed. He's very laid back. When he does the interviews, he sits down very laid back, talks to us, and he always stares at, he always looks at you I, directly into the eye the, the entire time. I
0: when he was talking with you, it's like he's talking intelligently with you. It's not like he's throwing out these sound bites.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Like he's...
0: And just watching him... I think it's
1: great he doesn't keep track of anything going on online. <laughs> Isn't that like the other thing?
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's just... <laughs> well, that's the thing I dig is both, you know, this show had a huge crowd for a building like this. Yeah. But even that show we saw at uh, the gym across this, uh, the UIPW gym, or you know, UIPW, what, what we call the the arena, the the arena across the street from where Gills' gym used to be. Yeah, it's a much longer name. <laughs> but that was that wasn't that big a crowd, and that and he turned it on. I mean, he the dude
1: works. And there hard. too, he was very laid back. He's kind of yeah. he, and you know he he does a lot of um cosplaying Johnny Mundo. Mm-hmm. But they both are very similar and guys that are look really cool. I agree. You think they're going to be assholes and they're really nice guys. It's yeah, like It's yeah. like they've, they've been probably two of the, nicest, the surprising nice guys that we've met. But you know, we were talking about the Will Osprey-Ricochet match. Yes. And he was talking about how he, he did watch the entire match and didn't understand why people like were so upset of the about the little flips and all that that were going on, and he actually said that he was more worried about the head, the the hit, the hit attack to the head that they were having, where they were getting hit in the head and all that. I stuff.
0: agree with him because that's that's the only thing that kind of turns me off about. Me. But then he,
1: yeah. said, but then he yeah. said, but then he said, but then he said, that's up to the individual. You know, it's like it's like it's, it's not up to the individual. Yeah, like, I still
0: don't like it though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's just me. though. You're not gonna watch it anyways.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I. Uh, earlier today
1: Thought of watching it
0: <laughs> I actually looked for it Yeah But you know why I had a hard time finding it? It's
1: probably not online anymore
0: It's online everywhere but just little clips of it Yeah and, But what you see there's hundreds of YouTube videos Of people commenting on the match
1: Oh jeez
0: Oh my god And so I thought Because my thought was Even though this is Lucha Lucha World Podcast It's it could be match of the year just for the talk. It has. Uh,
1: it was really good though. Like, I, I, it, I watched it. Well, that's it really what good. I want
0: to see. And I, I, I even hear some old schoolers who saw just that thirty
1: seconds. It wasn't thing. as good as what, what Meltzer was com- like. But you know, Meltzer, he's like in the moment type of guy. Yeah, where it's exactly. Like constantly, exactly. constantly. This is the greatest. He's becoming Tony Shavani. Where it's like this is the greatest thing ever. Like, and it's like it was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't like there's been a lot of really good matches yes. that I thought were better than that
0: well I what I've seen is comments by several old schoolers who saw the 30 second clip and like just, Vader it was Vader one of them yeah well, well
1: you didn't hear it, I was gonna tell you I asked Volador Jr because I told Volador Jr Vader mm-hmm. was the one that said that and then I asked him do, do you know who Vader is and I said Big Van Vader and I also said Vader and he's like He's like, no, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, D- dude. He, and I go, I go, he was a huge star in Japan and in the U.S. I go, he wrestled in Mexico, too. He probably wrestled on shows that your dad was on. And he's like, no, I don't know who and that he's, is.
0: He was probably uh, a tot running around with
1: him. Yeah, he probably he didn't even know. It. It's so <laughs> hilarious. But then, I, like I said, like you think of Volo Jr. And you're like, first of all, the guy dresses like one of those dudes. He's really cool. Like, one mm-hmm. of those cool guys. He likes to shop. He has a hot wife. Yeah. He's got a kid. Obviously, he's putting that rest of the time that he's not wrestling into that and not worrying about watching Vader matches yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, I even remember back when I started knowing wrestlers in the Territory days, there were some guys who knew Everything. everybody under the sun, but then there were other guys who, uh, you know, like Ron Starr? Who's Ron Starr? Yeah. And you're surprised, but at the same time, you realize these might be people it's more of a job to them it's
1: Superboy's kids when we t- were telling them about Brian Pillman and all these guys yes. and they're like oh, I never heard of him it's like yeah. holy shit it's not It's not like it just recent it's not like 30 years ago or, or yeah. 40 years ago this is like stuff from like the last 15-20 years and it's like they don't yeah. oh, I don't but, know but it's
0: true I, there's a lot of uh, folks who in fact I remember in the late 80s early 90s there were a lot of guys trying to be wrestlers here in California and it's not like today where you know everything about New Japan, Mexico. Yeah. They only knew who was in the WWF and WCW. Yeah. You know, and, and you'd show them something from Japan and they'd say, "Uh, what's with the video quality there? Like, <laughs> you you're like, idiots. There's some brilliant wrestling yes, there. Yes. You're, you're bitching about it being a third generation tape. Yeah. But, um, oh, oh, but what I was starting to say was I, some old timers who saw that 30 second clip would say, oh, this is why it's killing the business. And then uh, several of them posted something, all saying something like, okay, I'm eating crow here because I watched the whole match. And seeing the whole match in context, it's a very good match. It was built well.
1: Yeah. It was like old.
0: somebody even says but there's so like much, it's old school storytelling just with modern day moves.
1: It's like it, and there's so much worse stuff that happens in wrestling that is actually killing the business. Yes. There, like there incompetent was incompetent promotion. There there was this uh, clip of um from a CZW oh. show where um god I forgot the guy. John I can't remember like dude's uh, Zandig I think is his name. Mm-hmm. His name. I can't remember his name. Uh, he, they did a thing where they threw. Um, he threw a guy off of a off a rooftop. I saw that. Through a like garbage, so like, that was, container. I was I think so. And I was like, like, I was like, that's that's just weird. the Matt Hardy thing that looked that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and it was just it was worse than that.
0: Exactly. But there's so it's much funny. worse. It's funny what there's constantly point stuff was killing the business. Yeah, there's it's so weird. much worse
1: stuff that's going on in wrestling yeah. at, that you you could point out. Yes, exactly. bad booking, bad pure growth wrestling main event, <laughs> Thunder. Thunder wrestling in main events. I mean, come on. There's a lot of bad stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's just funny. I mean, this should get match of the year just because of all the talk it's generated. Yeah. Never. I can't remember the last time I heard one it's match. It's probably
1: going to place highly.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't even the match. It was just that 30-second clip. Even It probably wasn't even 30 seconds. Yeah. Where everybody started generating this buzz. I wouldn't even know about the match if... If thousands of people weren't
1: you, you know the you know the funniest thing I saw on on Twitter like when um this is we'll talk about Moscow Dorada more but it's just from from you saw yes. you met Mascara Dorada yes and this person tweets out because he really wanted Moscow Dorada to be in the cruiserweight classic mm-hmm. he writes I guess this guy's just coming up with stuff to like get him over with you know they 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 tag the WWE people like like that's gonna make a difference yeah, know, and right? it's like it's like <laughs> so um he's like Mascara Dorada speaks English fluently <laughs> and I'm like uh no he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I go I go neither does Volador Jr. none of those guys spe- are fluent in English it's like they might be able to say a few maybe words maybe that like,
0: guy that guy who uh, calls himself Super Tramp at Cauliflower Alley put on a Mascara Dorada mask and said hi I'm Mascara Dorada yeah and I, I was like English. I was
1: just like and Mascara Dorada was just retweeting that I was like dude don't don't like I'm sure he's probably retweeting because he has to cause it says his name on there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's wrestlers do that. They, they tweet out everything. Um, there's this other um, Dragon Rojo Jr. Uh, he started, uh, he wants to be in the Cruiserweight Classic. So he starts tagging a bunch of people on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, Dragon Rojo Jr., middleweight champion of CMLL, five years. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. And I'm like, <laughs> dude. Nobody from this isn't how you're gonna get in yeah. WWE. He, he started following me on Twitter and like added me into the tags. I'm like, great, another person oh I want to be and have have tagged on this. Does
0: he realize what kind of a
1: like sp- nobody? Nobody's like you. You gotta like that's not how you get a job in this. And like, that's the
0: thing is you're a cool guy. What if you were a con man? Who? Or what if I was like a national?
1: Told him, dude, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like, well, worse, it doesn't matter no worse
0: if you were a con man who said hey I'm your friend I can get you yeah, yeah. yeah. get you money just,
1: send me money or yeah, something Yeah, just send
0: me and my friend who's a Nigerian prince yeah. uh, $5,000
1: I think in the old be. days in the old days that was guaranteed to happen but I mean it's just funny you think Bolador Jr., Mascara Dorada, Rush all these other guys mm-hmm. went out of their way like tweeting them and doing us? <laughs> no they they get contacted because they, somebody from WWE saw their match thinks they're good and they're gonna be interested yeah if they see you and you're not good you're not gonna get contacted exactly yeah? and dragon rojo jr i don't think and it's, if they see he's you, not at that level yeah, to get and, and
0: if they see you and you're good it still might do it because different people are looking for different things and
1: yeah and you never know i mean i'm not saying dragon rojo jr wouldn't get booked by a oh US, yeah if i saw us I'd, company i'd say
0: damn it would be kind of that that guy looks has a cool look to him but then yeah. there's other people who it just doesn't you do.
1: wouldn't book him would you yeah, those thousand, no, thousand dollars. No, I
0: would. I would think of Thunder first. I would book
1: him. Dragon Rojo Junior is not high on your list for CML guys. No, no. Like care, if you
0: had a, if, I you, I had so burn, yeah. if you had money to burn, yeah.
1: If you had money to burn, you'd probably just go after like the undercard, like the good workers, obviously. I it. probably would. Yeah. <laughs> the first. I mean, really, if you're gonna book talent, name talent. If you have a lot of money, you go after the name talent. Yes. If you have some money, you go after the guys who could work. Yes. Because that's what sells in. Um, you know, in independent wrestling in the U.S. You know, Dragon Rojo, I think, would probably go on lucha shows. Yeah. But I don't think he's like... He's kind of in the middle where yeah, you have you know, to... Yeah, really...
0: if I mean, if I had some money to burn, I'd probably maybe get one top name and a couple of not-so-top yeah. names. And I'm
1: You'd have to Cibernetico. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. I wouldn't book, <laughs> enough, I wouldn't book ten matches yeah. <laughs> that are all eight-man tags. Because, you know, or, you, yeah. you
1: could tell from just the promoters that that, that run the... In, in Mexico that run lucha shows kind of comparable to the indies in the US the mm-hmm. dream you know like the dream cards like yeah. PWG and all those groups that do that they don't book those guys they book the guys who like are like the hidden gems the guys that that CML doesn't do shit with yes that we all know are really good like Ombra yes. Bala Jr Star Jr Soberano guys like that they don't really book Polvora and Dragon Rojo Jr right. who aren't bad I mean but they're not that you gotta, pick, you gotta put them in against really good workers although I'm saying this about Dragon Ball Jr. He had a really good match with Guerrero Maya Jr. So, <laughs> But I mean, Guerrero Maya Jr. is yeah. really good. So
0: we'll cut to the chase real quick and say that yes, I have turned heel on the Lucha World audience because I have betrayed them by I have not watched Puebla in several weeks now. And I watched
1: it. Yeah, you have watched it.
0: You have watched it. So I have turned complete Rudo I uh, skipped
1: everything else in between. <laughs> yeah.
0: <just> <laughs> the only really wrestling-involved stuff I have been doing is I have disappeared into uh, the digital time machine You watched again.
1: UIPW. Don't forget you watched I U- did watch
0: UIPW. UIPW. Yeah. Uh,
1: you try to watch. You were yeah. looking over people's heads. <laughs>
0: right? I did a lot of that, too. <laughs> uh, no, i been doing a lot of research. I'm ho- hoping by the... Well, shortly after, by the time this gets this show gets posted, written something on Charo Aguayo Jr. at uh, Charo Aguayo Char- Jr. <laughs>
1: Junior? Oh my god!
0: Yeah, and I'm not even on drugs. <laughs> Charo Aguayo, the original, the one, the only, the
1: Perros' father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've had several uh, people I know. ask me, "Is
1: that Piro's- Yeah
0: no he's the only one in his family far as I know who was in wrestling but the first heavyweight superstar in Mexico for the Lutero family uh,
1: it's like the whole La Parca LA Park La Parca thing are they brothers or is that right? the same? which one's the WCW one no they were just
0: born with the same <laughs> mask that's all yes yes no uh, but it's fascinating because I knew he had wrestled in Texas under the name Cactus Pete Brown mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't want to say too much about what I found because there's a lot of fun surprising things but the biggest surprise was he was
1: Be careful, Dave's going to steal all your news That's right <laughs> Just, <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding Just no, what, kidding I'm what kidding surprise? I, I know,
0: I know Fredo
1: don't, Does it mean I'm in a war with Figure 4 Weekly and Observer Actually I'm not, I actually get along with them Yeah, They all like me, it's all right Hey, oh, we can good. get
0: Brian Alvarez out of retirement. <laughs> I,
1: I will. I will. You, oh, you, I will represent you, Lucha World. Yes, he'll you, represent hair, and my hair will go on. You'll defend my hair, and Brian will defend Doctor Lucha's hair. Yes, yes, yes. And we'll we'll somehow get we'll swerve and have um, Brian lose anyway. Yes.
0: If well, if I if,
1: if it's in L.A. If it's... I
0: win, Doctor Lucha loses his hair. If Brian
1: wins, Doctor l- Lucha loses
0: yes. his hair. <laughs> No, the biggest surprise was Aguayo was probably every bit big here in the States as he was in Mexico, if, I mean, especially in the Southwest, but even here in California, he got a really significant push. Wow. And I'm actually mildly surprised. There are several guys who are huge draws. Uh, Well, of course, we talked about Jimmy El Pulpo recently. Here in California, that guy was... Uh, big draw and from man it's a shame there were so few videos of him because most of the write-ups I would read about Pulpo they would talk about how his matches would go long and are always exciting and interesting
1: so, and then you're watching and it's like oh this is boring <laughs> <laughs>
0: but for people in <laughs> no,
1: that's, the that's, news- that's always happens that always <laughs> happens for, like, oh, well, I'm but
0: I'm for boring. people in the newspaper to actually go out of their way and say hey this dude looks like <laughs> even when he was an openers and stuff they'd say yeah oh this was like almost 30 minutes of really exciting
1: you know the cool thing about like when you look at old um, issues of boxy lucha or any magazine mm-hmm. really from from well, i'm mostly lucha on my end because i don't really I, I haven't seen any from the u.s that much from the past but uh with lucha it's like you have so, like you'll have that one person who's a good reporter that mm-hmm. is very honest and yes. like if it's a really bad match he'll tell you like he doesn't want to say it's a bad match but he kind of Gives you the the word. Yeah, yeah. it's a wording where it's like, oh, it must have been bad. And then, like, the really good matches, it's like this long write up of how great it was. Absolutely. And and they
0: can use something, a word like lackluster, to substitute for it sucked. But, uh, oh, who's another one? Gorilla Macias seems like he's a pretty big deal here. And uh, I don't want to go off on a rant, but it does get a little frustrating to me that a lot of the. Mexican or Mexican American stars who actually were pretty decent draws, kind of just really get pushed by the wayside.
1: Well, because as far as what lucha people are,
0: yeah, historians, historians. American historians. Yeah. You know. Oh,
1: you're calling out your fellow historians. Yeah, yeah, I'm not considered in that group. So.
0: <laughs> well, the first time I ever got really mad about it was when... you
1: are calling out Matt Farmer.
0: That's right. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, he doesn't give enough attention to lucha. You <laughs> poor, know, poor guy. He really
1: does. He does a lot. He's hey, probably he the does.
0: one... <laughs> Yeah, That's, and he's done some really good... Yeah. That guy's really...
1: Well, the Arena Mexico impressive. one was really good. That was so, a great yeah. article.
0: No, the first time I ever got...
1: You gotta find the time to do all that stuff, too, which is... No, like, it's true. But as far as other... Oh, Steve Yohe. I know you were calling out Steve Yohe.
0: Steve Yohe, you, me.
1: Finn you McCain. defend
0: Str- Strangler Lewis, I'm gonna defend... <laughs> Charlie ...Vincent boy. Lopez. No, but I bet several people... Uh, I, like I, I was inquiring about lucha I think it,
1: I think it, I think it's based on like what they're interested in like the yeah, most yeah. And, you know well,
0: one, one one and then this has nothing to do with what I'm not ranting about
1: <laughs> Yeah I'm but, glad I, I'm some, glad I'm glad I'm not considered a historian yeah. that way I don't have to look through the all the lucha magazines Yeah
0: well I don't really <laughs> consider myself a historian too uh,
1: although I should for every time somebody passes away, I feel bad because I have to look for stuff, and it's like, oh, I don't have all this information on See, this. See, you're process. a historian. You yeah, but it's like, not. you don't have the information, you have to look for it right away. It's like, oh, I got to look it. That's what for
0: historians this. do.
1: I know, but <laughs> you kind of wish you had everything handy. Historians oh, yeah, have that handy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well for one thing in all fairness, a lot of people are after the biggest box office draws. Jim Londo, Frank Lewis, yeah. they were the kings, and. Uh, Somebody like Vincent Lopez, who would, who would be a contender. Of course, they were never going to give somebody like him the belt. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess, I guess the first time I got really angry about it was when I interviewed Luthes because you know he was in he had, you know he lived in Mexico for a while yeah uh, Francisco Flores I mean paid him a good sum
1: yeah there's there's pictures of him having a ton of wrestling matches in Mexico
0: and when I asked Tubs
1: fan just posted one earlier of him wrestling Los Espantos really yeah
0: damn I would have loved to see that but you know when I asked him about it he says oh all they do is a choreographed tumbling machine Then none of them know how to wrestle and I've even seen matches that he was refereeing on YouTube yeah and I'm saying that was technical wrestling that was what he was doing years ago. Maybe maybe he was the master at doing that type of thing. I mean, think he, he
1: was like the ultimate grumpy old guy that yes. didn't like anything. Anything after him wasn't as great as exactly. when he did it.
0: And, and he said all they do is wear masks and, you know, I mean... Jump around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said choreographed tumbling routine. That yeah. was his standard... But that's line. what
1: it is. That's what wrestling is. It's, yeah, kinda, it's, that's it's of... That's part of it. too. I yeah, mean, I know, I know. It's off the ropes, yes. you know?
0: And... And th- you know, then he further said, "You know, uh, they are so unskilled at amateur wrestling. There's no such thing as amateur wrestling." And then
1: you read about it, and it's like oh a big. God. I know it's like one of those big things. Where like you hear about all these luchadors who are like two time, three time champions, and they're in their not just nationally, but within their dis regions of yes, where they're from. Yes. All types, of, like I mean, you hear. I think Gijo Fantasma was talking about how he actually trained in. Um, amateur wrestling when yeah, he was a kid. Bobby
0: Bonilla's son, Daniel Aceves, yes. was a silver medalist yes. in 84.
1: There's a bunch of guys. I think Nergo Navarro said he had also done some amateur wrestling and all these other guys said that. Yeah,
0: done. yeah, mm. and it, it's funny the you know, when Scott Teal was putting out those Wrestling as We Liked It, you know, books with you know, really th- in-depth interviews with old-timers which are really awesome. There were two or three times where somebody would uh, talk about, oh, there's some world champion, or just some Mexican or something, oh, and it really, it, it, it really bugs me.
1: And it was probably Pedro Morales. Yeah, <laughs> even more upsetting. Yeah,
0: really. Would have upset all Puerto, of us Mexicans. Puerto, the Puerto Ricans rock. Yeah. No, but I heard several people say, oh yeah, you know, in Mexico, they're not much for amateur wrestling, and I remember the first person I actually, who actually gave a different viewpoint was Dan Severin I remember when he was working one of uh, Dan and Larry shows I just brought that up and he says says, there's some damn good amateur wrestlers in Mexico the reason they never place in the Olympics he said is like it's not necessarily the best who get to go to the Olympics it's who's a like a politician's friend or something like that Um. it's like their their best don't always go, but he says there's some really good amateurs in Mexico.
1: And maybe the other is just because they gotta wear their mask and they don't want them to wear their mask. Yeah,
0: that's... yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> those cars are yes. real Yes, it's like reason, the... the real reason he didn't
1: place. It. Yes, it's like it's like those. Um, what was wasn't there once like a, a an M, they did an angle for an MMA group and that the guy didn't want him to wear a mask or something. Or they thought they were something i can't remember i gotta look for it well i
0: know they didn't want those cars to
1: yeah something about a mask and it was like he's not gonna wear a mask you know <laughs> well i think he actually wore the mask he wore though. the mask yeah. that
0: one that they there was that one uh, fighter in deep
1: uh, he wore the mask in deep in the deep um mma matches Was that the
0: one where he gave the guy the belly to belly suplex and the guy
1: might have been
0: m- dislocated his elbow where,
1: what was the group that he lost to um that other dude that got beat up really badly
0: where he lost to micro-coco? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know what group that was, yeah. but yeah, he got he got
1: slaughtered in that. And one. he didn't wear a mask for that, yeah. did he? No, he
0: didn't. Yeah. Um, or he wore. This is he wore this, like
1: a this, this mask. is your MMA portion of the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're we're so thrilled about we're, it. we're so horrible at remembering MMA. Like yeah, Dave Except- Mal- Dave Meltzer's probably if Dave Meltzer heard this podcast, he'd be like, my god, you guys can't remember this, and he just corrects it. <laughs> he sends you a long letter. He says then it, it
0: will be. Me versus Brian versus Dave. Yes. <laughs> and somebody, Dan will put his hair up for dinner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the other thing says, Fez said, he said, well, there was one really good technical wrestler. Uh, you know, he must have spent some time in Oklahoma. And I'm like, oh, who's that? He goes, Dr. Wagner. And I'm like, Dr. <laughs> Wagner in Oklahoma? And i and my why Oklahoma? says says, well, you know, Oklahoma has a really good amateur wrestler. And I'm like... And then he tells me that... That equestrians
1: did, did he not know Dr. Wagner is from Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> he he you should have you should have said
0: that didn't you know that's Danny Hodge under the mask yes.
1: <laughs> you should have said something like that like, yeah. like well, don't you know this how dumb are you
0: <laughs> but uh, um, and then he said you know where they get the gold and silver medals are in equestrian and I'm saying I don't know crap about that but I went and looked it up and they don't
1: what they, is that question? Like
0: <laughs> Horses like <you> know,
1: <laughs> They've pop- never placed anything. No, like it's, that. I think we do well in swimming. <laughs> swimming, <laughs> swimming. Swimming I know for sure like diving. Diving. Actually diving. Diving is the one we're good at. I don't it, think swimming is th- it we're I, not good at. I think it's diving.
0: Lismark won the gold.
1: Yes. Did Lismark won the gold medal in in, in diving right. in 1984. <laughs> actually it can't be 1984 cuz he was already a professional That's wrestler. Right. That's right. That would actually end his qual- his um amateur qualifications if he became a pro wrestler yeah probably in the mid what was 1976 that sounds right that's to Olympics. Me. Yes. i think that's when he won the diving so, that's Olympics.
0: my that's my <laughs> so that's my non-rant that's an old man non-ranting about a much older man and we end up i'm with, sure there's a younger man gonna rant about me
1: somebody's gonna google search liz Marks olympic uh <laughs> di- I'll diving it was far or no, <laughs> <there's> no, <laughs> they're like that's not true. It's like, dude, if you believe that shit we're making up, come on. <laughs> he, he won it after he won the Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, speaking of, um, so we asked Volador Jr. About the, about the WWE rumors. Yes. Which I later, later, after the interview, I apologized to him for asking, which mm-hmm. he said was fine. He said he was fine with it. He didn't mind being, answering the question. Because he, he, he never even heard about it. He's like, I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you're t- asking me something I didn't know about. I was like, okay. So, um, uh, WW announced all 32 participants for the WW Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys announced was uh, Mascara Dorada as Grand Metallic. So he'll be part of this tournament. You didn't know this? I did not know this. Oh, Jesus. This is already like two, like a week old. This is news to me. Jeez. That's why I said the other, I've been, been
0: lost in the history files. The
1: other two were Zumbi and um, um, Jinzo, who changed his name as to Ronnie Mendoza, and now he's going to be Raul Mendoza, which I think is his real name in. Um, that's his actual right. real name, but he'll be that in the tournament.
0: Cool,
1: he's pretty good. Um, Zumbi, I think he has a good gimmick. I actually think he might, I wouldn't be shocked if he got picked up because he can, he does the dance and he does the Brazilian dance and all this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they don't have anybody Brazilian, they might want to get somebody from Brazil to see if they could like enter into right. that territory. Um, I think Jinzo or Raul Mendoza, I think he could get in. Mascara Dorada, obviously, I think he can, but I think he's probably the less likely because they already have a couple of people from Mexico there. Right. With Alberto and uh, Calisto. Uh, Callisto's not from Mexico, but, you know, he's luchador. He's yep. Mexican. <laughs> he's, he's Mexico no matter what. That's he's, right. He's pretty That's much right. Mexico, even though he's from El, El, Chicago, I think. Um, I think Mascara can get in just based on talent, but he kind of implied that he's probably just there for the tournament. And likely returning for CMLL that was like the big thing is he gone from C M L? is it done is he official <laughs> and he told um, the guy from uh, Medio Tiempo Apollo Valdez that he um, he's there for the tournament but if he's uh, he, he, what he believes is he'll just be back, coming back to CMLL afterwards that he asked for permission from uh, Paco Alonso. Mm-hmm. Paco Alonso told him he could do whatever he wanted <laughs> like, oh. like, and he said okay I'll do the tournament um, his, and he said he asked his wife and his wife told him you're getting all these opportunities right now. You're young, do it while mm-hmm. you can. Yes. So he's going to do it. He went and did it. He actually left on Sunday, so he's there for the whole week. Excellent. I think the first round is um, Thursday, and then the next round is sometime in July. I think July 14th because he's booked for he's booked for a TJ show in um, July 5th, on July 15th. Mm-hmm. So he I don't know if he's going to be in CML in between or what's going on. But that should be interesting. That's an interesting story. Um, the other news that came about this, I guess it was last week, um, former CMLL undercard wrestler Zyko passed away. Mochokota's um, son. Mochokota's son. Um, he was Tigre Kota's brother. <laughs> I like adding more. Well, you know, um, I think he got shot.
0: That's what I had read. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, he got shot. And
0: wasn't there an attempt on his life previously?
1: Yeah, where he got stabbed in the... Oh, man. Seriously stabbed, where he missed like a long time from it was in his neighborhood so it's like a rough it, they say it's a rough part of the a, a rough neighborhood yeah I
0: was gonna say is it just a rough neighborhood yeah
1: it's a rough neighborhood is... and I think he's probably involved, involved in some in... stuff and. Mm, did, oh, that's sad yeah so but they didn't really mention more beyond that you know right. everybody, I think everybody's like yeah he's dead let's just move on you know, mm. you know it's weird it's like it's weird well it's Mexico because they bury him right yeah. away Like, it's one of those things we where it's 24 some, hours yeah yeah so it's like because um, when they one of the guys when that news came out um, there were a bunch of people who were like What's what's the rest of the news? And mm-hmm. one of the guys immediately got a hold of, um, I guess I don't know if he got a hold of mochocota or somebody who knew him, and he had actually said that he was on his way to, um, on his way to pick up his son's body, mm-hmm. to take it back home and bury wow. him. So, mm. yeah, it's really sad. That is sad. Uh, yeah, he looked like he was like in in that rough type of crew wow. setting. So, now,
0: I I always wonder. I've never even asked like. Why is there a rush to, for the burial? Is there any reason, specific reason, or is it just...
1: I don't know, it's probably some cultural thing. Yeah. Really, you know, something... I've always wondered. Yeah, because I think here, even even if you're... I don't know, I don't I don't think I've never... I don't... Like, we're... we're, Not only are we Mexican, but we're also, also Catholic. hmm We've never gone... To, we never deal with... Like, yeah, we want to bury them right away, but it's not something that... Cause Cause I think take only, your time I you know.
0: Only, <laughs> take I, your time I think go the ahead. only funerals I've gone to the, the funeral's like a good week after
1: well with us yeah. for us I think like my uncle's funeral I think it was right like the day after they did that thing where they you mm-hmm. go see him
0: yes the viewing the viewing
1: yeah. <laughs> and then the the day after that is the, the the you know the funeral yeah but I think it's a, oh, a two day process but it's like I don't it's not like maybe it's a Catholic thing I don't Just, know but I think it's more of a cultural thing yeah. than anything else. That's it's, it's kind of it's weird, it's sad, mm-hmm. it's always sad. Um, Rush did an interview and um, he revealed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> First of all, he was talking about the Grand Prix and the he's in he's in CML's Grand Prix and he's also in Lucha Elite's Copa Mundial, mm-hmm. which is another tournament. Like everybody's doing tournaments. Tournament, like there is a bunch of tur- like there was the Lucha World Cup. There was I think there the Liga Elite that we talked about with um, Volador Jr. <laughs> he, he was talking about how. Hey, it's he's getting a good bunch of good singles matches, and like I think they already forgot about that because Dorada is not going to be around for that to end mm-hmm. it. I think some of the other guys also are having issues because they're going to be in other stuff. Um, and then there's the Copa Mundial, the Lucha, the Grand Prix, the WC, the W, the the, the the Cruiserweight <laughs> Classic, uh, the Super Juniors, mm-hmm. the G1 Climax starts in like in a couple of weeks. There's like ten that there, there's. I think there's gonna be like ten tournaments within tournaments the tournaments everywhere. Yes, tournaments everywhere, and Man. we're still waiting for Embusca do needle <laughs> for CMLL, you know. Um, so Rush was asked about all the people that were coming in to work the show, mm-hmm. and he, you know, it's Rush. It was at a it was at the press conference for Liga for Lucha Libre's um, announcement for their 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 tournament, and he's like, he's like, you know, honestly, I don't, I'm not really impressed with any of these guys. <laughs> he's like, he was like, he was like, it's not like they're bringing. He's like, he's like. Yeah, they're 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 okay guys, but it's like none of these are big names. They're like they're not names that I would be impressed with. Like, like they're not bringing in like the biggest names, like the legendary Japanese wrestlers or right. the these huge American wrestlers. Like, it's like I don't even know how. Like, I think he kind of, I don't think he knew any of those. I'm pretty sure Rolla Jr. wouldn't even know half those guys that are in that tournament. Probably. Yeah,
0: probably. I don't think you
1: like if you if you put if you put. That's something we gotta do, like next time we interview Volado Jr., we need to bring pictures of rustlers and see who he could figure out. Have you seen this man? Do you know do you know who this guy is? <laughs> like just that game where they tell you do you know who this That's guy is. Right. And we'll show him like somebody who's in like a like a like a rustler and see if he like he thinks it's somebody. <laughs> um, so yeah, he wasn't impre- he wasn't impressed he- with anybody in that. Then they asked him about um they asked him about Um Andrade Cien Almas mm-hmm. debut in um NXT and he said that he, he got more annoyed with Mexican fans who were really picking on um, on him for not for almost for not being able to speak proper English and they're like why the fuck should you guys care if he yeah. doesn't speak proper English you guys are Mexicans you should support him it's okay like if Americans are thinking that it's like because mm-hmm. they're like he, if they want him to speak English Hire somebody to teach them to speak English, you know? Exactly. Send them to school. You know, get them, get them one of those uh, Inglés, Inglés in barreras. you know, the, that whole... Those, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, yeah. all those. Get him that stuff. If you really want him to learn English. Go like old
0: school, give him a mouthpiece. Give yeah, him so, a manager. And so they really like, don't do that And anymore, he's like, but he's like, but, yeah.
1: but I think his whole thing was like, he doesn't understand why Mexico. He's like, you guys should be supporting him. Yeah. Be, be glad that he's there. You know? you know representing your country
0: Yeah, some people are never happy
1: yeah so so then they get to dragon lee mm-hmm. and he was talking about dragon lee, and when we were interviewing volador jr and i asked him about um when he found out he was going to be in super the best of the super junior he mm-hmm. kind of implied he didn't know he mm-hmm. didn't really know he didn't know like that quickly like it was something that just came about yeah um they asked with all the cruiserweight classic stuff com- going on uh, Rush said that Dragon Lee was one of the guys Who was supposedly going to be in, in that tournament mm-hmm. He was the first call that WWE made Really? So I guess when they couldn't get him But apparently what he, what Rush was saying That um, Dragon Lee was, so bu- was going to be So busy mm-hmm. That he wasn't going to be able to make it to that thing anyways ah. And I think it was the New Japan st- Stuff that he was going to be a part of Into- I'm guessing it was that I mean and maybe he was rep- gonna be representing um CML in all those tournaments too. <laughs> uh, but uh, then he um then he was saying um then he got hurt. Then he said Ru- Dragon League got hurt, so like it didn't matter anyways. So like, but then he said he's twenty years old. He's like he's got plenty of time to do this stuff, so it's like he's not I don't think he should be worried about no this. No big stuff. rush, there. yeah. Yeah, rush so that was no big rush. Yeah, no rush for Dragon Leaf says rush. <laughs> uh, the oh uh today earlier today, uh, earlier Tuesday, um CML had had um, Informa, mm-hmm. and they had Ray Cometa and um, Barbara Carbonaro as guests. And on the show, they signed um, they signed contracts for a hair match Ooh, that's nice. gonna happen on July first in the Grand Prix I per view. Oh, I don't you're like, screwed! You're I'm not gonna screwed. watch I'm it. I'm
0: not gonna be able. To, I'm I'm gonna be in Europe.
1: <laughs> yep, you're screwed. I. Well, you can watch it on when it airs on Azteca. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll like also, a month look later. i when I get home. Yeah, or I, I'm, pretty yeah. Sure, I'm pretty sure um, it'll air on, on in Japan. So. No, that's
0: something I am going to look forward to seeing. Yeah. so That should be so cool. So that
1: match is happening and the Grand Prix match which is going to be like all the Mexico versus the world. Yes. Um, they had Sam Adonis and Johnny Idol on the show. Two of the foreign guys. Um, Sam Adonis, I was telling you that he had a... We were making fun of his voice because he sounds like a... Like a like a radio DJ. Oh
0: yeah, you were telling me. Oh, tell. He's
1: got the. He's got this, but all he talks about is like he's trying to be like the cool rudo where he's like talking about chicas and all this stuff. Uh-huh. He's, he's fluent in Spanish. He speaks enough Spanish where you get by. Right. And Johnny Idol's from New Zealand. He's small. He's a smaller guy. Um, Sam Adonis is a pretty big guy. I. I he kind of has a cool look for him as a as a rudo.
0: I, I love the name Sam Adonis. It sounds and he calls so, himself sweetness. So cool. sweetness. It sounds so. Contradictory.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> So, and he looks like he could, like, they had their debut in um, Puebla. Mm-hmm. And um, you could kind of tell that they were, like, lost in the match at certain points. <laughs> they Sam, had to get accustomed to yeah, the cause, style. Yeah, because you could see Ultimo Girl kind of moving them to the yes. side and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one point, um, they asked Sam Adonis what happened to his lip. And he was saying that what happened was um, he got chopped by uh, Diamante Azul. And when Diamante Azul chopped him, mm-hmm. he hit his face. Uh-huh. So he cut his lip. And then Johnny Idol did this dive to the outside on Sam Adonis except Sam Adonis like a foot away oh, so Johnny Idol you hear his back just hit the floor like, those, it's like those hardwood floors yes. like the wooden floors it's like oh my goodness Ouch. yeah but they I think, I think Adonis from what I've seen he kind of looks like he could hang with the main event guys he's, That's not, cool. he's not bad he's not bad like um, it'll probably take him a while just to get used to working with some of those guys but he's not as bad as Thunder or Pieroth?
0: Well, Thunder was just plain clueless.
1: Yeah, he, he can bump a little better too, so and a lot better. Guys
0: who even guys who'd go into a different territory years ago, and you could tell they're not quite acclimated to the style, but some can pick it up quickly. Yeah,
1: he kind of looks, and Johnny Idol kind of looks like what um, the Japanese dudes that just joined CML looked mm-hmm. like when they debuted, where he kind of looked green in the ring. Yes, but he kind of looks like he can. He has some p- potential.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: And I guess they both plan on staying a little longer in uh, Mexico.
0: Oh, that would be awesome! I
1: know Adonis said he was going to be there. He was hoping to be there for a while. Whereas Idol said he really wants to stay there because he Idol was saying in New Zealand, there's not as much um, wrestling, so he wants to be in Mexico, where he's like, there's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes, there's experience. a lot of. He's, he's, and he said he wants to get experience. Yeah. And it really works. Both of them it will work because if they stay in CMLL or work in Mexico, that's a good way to get to like indie wrestling in the U.S., Japan. Mm-hmm. And maybe back back in WWE or something for especially for Donis. Right. Idol hasn't been in WWE, but maybe he could get like he's small enough where he'd probably get exposure where he'd be in like the the indie groups in in the US that yes. means something. Probably Japan. Who knows? Maybe New Japan would see them and mm-hmm. be interested. So yeah, they they should be good. Um, yeah, and then next week. Um, oh, actually, this weekend um, I think Kushida and uh, Michael Elgin, all those guys, the J- New Japan guys, show up. So very cool. Should be good. Well, the, some of those guys are going to be in that Lucha Elite tournament. Mm-hmm. Let me turn the light on because I can't okay, see it. Okay,
0: yeah, it's getting dark here at <laughs> Walnut Kills. Yeah, uh, and like, you want to keep the light on because there's all sorts of people trying to stalk you outside because yeah, yeah. this is Wal-
1: Walnut Kills. Let me see. Lucha, Libre Elite. Um, oh, actually, a couple of show, matches you guys should watch. Uh, Barbara Carbonaro, Reiko Cometa from June 10th, the title match. Yes. Actually, all of these were title matches. Dragon Rojo junior versus girl Maya junior also good um I watched steel girl versus Valiente from uh, this past Friday
0: i was curious about that. really I good the line. really good the yeah.
1: f- it's the typical first two falls are boring mm-hmm. quick and boring and the main, the third fall was really good um the the one thing valiente tried the valiente special and for the first time in a long time he almost like he he the one good thing the same thing that happened to Jaguar There, all remember yes where he yes couldn't I do. he couldn't do the dive so he bounced he, um, he bounced right back into the ring because he, uh-huh. he lost the balance. But, and he hit a tope. But there's a di- big difference between, <laughs> you know, the guys in that match. <laughs> between you, Valiente yeah, and... Ultimo and, Guerrero yes. versus Jaguar de Absolutely. and Sombra for now. I was um, going to
0: say, even, even him losing his balance slightly, Valiente's one of those guys, he doesn't like he's going for a walk.
1: Yes. A, so I was like, oh my god, he missed it. Oh my so gosh. then in the third fall... They do this really cool spot where um, Ultimo Girl is doing the Senton of Death. Mm-hmm. in the corner where he does the the Senton. Yes, oh where yes. Where he stands, where he's like head for head, head on the on the turnbuckle mm-hmm. and then drops. Well, when he goes up to do that, Volante stands up and shoves him out, off the off the. Off the ropes, mm-hmm. so it looks really cool. It just falls off. Nice. So then, right after that, Valiente hits the Valiente special to the outside. Oh, sweet. so he got it the second time. Sweet. But it's really cool. They they kicked out of a bunch of uh, false finish. Kicked out of a bunch of falls and everything. Valiente is one of those guys. But you know, it's it's oh, the, you know the, so awesome. It's it's sad when um, they always go to that spot where Ultima Girl sits in the corner, and you're like, don't go to the corner. <laughs> Don't go to the corner because it's. You know what's going to happen. He's going to get you. He's going to get yes, this yes. power bomb or a suplex or the the girl special, and he gets him in the girl special. It's like it's over.
0: It's like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like that one time on Raw a number of years ago where, uh, Ric Flair does the uh, his turnbuckle bump and then runs up to the do the body press and Jerry Lawler says. No, Rick, don't do it. It never works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's it, it becomes predictable. And you know yeah. when when you're watching the same the same guys like two three times a week. Yeah, <laughs> for like the past fifteen years. Do you like, know why they do? Yes, it. yes, yes. yes but a, it is predictable. Yeah, and <laughs> Ultimo Girl is really like I think he's kind of like gotten a lot more popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the last couple, like he's he's always been very popular, but ever since he stopped that feud with Thunder, and he's been working with really good workers. It kind of seems like it's brought up back a little bit more of it, the Ultimo Girl aura, you know? It, right. Because he kind of lost it a bit, like, when he was cheating oh, with totally, Thunder. totally, Because the whole Guerrero group, like, it was like, oh, because it was always Rudos versus Rudos, and it was always boring. I, s-
0: I still think that he had some bet going with somebody where they said, I bet he can't make Thunder look good. Yeah, cause, because, like, like... I bet I can I think,
1: I think since he and he's Ask also the bad. He's also working a lot of the indie shows where he's wrestled, like when he wrestles Pagano and those guys it's like it doesn't really matter but away. but when he's wrestling a like Kaifan or Echicero, mm-hmm. it's like holy crap this is like what where where's the, where was Ultimo Girl all these <laughs> like was it, it, it's the opposite of Nero Casas cuz Nero Casas every year he's always he doesn't get booked against these shitty workers all right, the time exactly. or even yeah. if he works with shitty workers he, he's small enough where he can get away with it like cuz he just bounces yeah. off them of whereas Ultimo Girl tries to work his game his match Versus this, those same guys. And
0: it is so odd how
1: he was the one paired with
0: Thunder. I yeah. mean, it,
1: had, it yeah. had to be his call. Yeah. I mean... He's probably looking at the... He probably looked at Sam Adonis. He's like, oh shit, this guy's so much better. <laughs> than, 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 why didn't we get this? He probably... I, he should have told Johnny Idol, I thought everybody from New Zealand was better. Yes, I thought everybody was stiff and... Walk, yeah, like, from, like, from Australia. Like Stretch Armstrong, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's so funny. I actually saw... (laughs) I watched a couple of matches from those two guys Mm -hmm. before they debuted from other places they'd been. I didn't know Sam Adonis had been in um, WWE. He was in developmental.
0: I did not know
1: that. Then again, I didn't really know who Sam Adonis was before this. So um, I started watching. I saw him wrestle this one guy, um, Dean Allmark, from from Great Britain. Really good match. I actually think that guy should be... (laughs) Brought into the, uh, he should be somebody. who Should be brought in, like Actually, Dean Martin. Rowan
0: is. Law Amph I only saw a little bit of, but he showed me some recent action from Britain
1: and yeah. There are some Damn. Yeah, there's a lot of good talent over there. Wow. Yeah, I, I, and there's a lot of guys coming to the to U.S. and getting Zack Sabre Jr. All these other guys getting the. And I,
0: I kicked myself for not taking some notes. I, we only watched about maybe 15 minutes, but uh, it's a combination of what you see here in the states today combined
1: with that old yeah they're from Britain, style. yeah yeah and they're bringing it back really really yeah so that's clever. and that's what that they he was doing although he was a little uh, more of a high flyer mm-hmm. so he's doing a lot of a little more of that but adonis is such a big guy that he it, it worked with him um johnny idol um i don't know he kind of reminds me of like one of those guys that might have worked in mpw like you know the not the bad workers, but the ones that look, <laughs> the ones that yes. look like Ryan Taylor, but not. Yes, but yes. they are not Ryan Taylor. I can't remember that guy that, that that one dude who was pretty good, the and he that guy
0: Brandon. No, and, yeah, that yeah, dude, yeah, that yeah, yes, dude, yes. the one
1: that used to do the foot stomp. Yes, I can't remember his name, I can't remember but, his name either. but he was on those shows. I don't know what happened to him afterwards. I mean, he might still be around, uh, but that dude, one of those dudes, where it's like they got that body where they're kind of built, but they're not still not built. Yeah and then they do like these weird gimmicks so he's got braids in 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 a show in new zealand he's got braids and he looked kind of he looked he looked like he had potential but he didn't look that good and then i saw him wrestling in a dtu match in mexico versus tony from the nerds and um i can't remember who the other guy was the third guy was somebody was the name also i can't remember who it was but it was a three-way match and uh, he didn't look as good he looked good but it wasn't like it's like just the three-way match and fans were all over the place just like somewhere right. watching somewhere it looked like a convention or something and, but he looked, he looked like he has potential cool. And cool. They, they have some there's some new talent there cool. uh, Conan's podcast is crazy
0: oh do tell this is all. <laughs> I just
1: love disgusting. the it's constantly about tri- him just shitting on AAA every <laughs> single like basically anything if, you, if you're wondering what's, what, why, why AAA doesn't do something the answer to that question is going to be Triple A is disorganized. Mm-hmm. That's basically all. Like, like, If you wonder, like, why is Triple A not running Verano de Scandalo now? Or why'd they cancel it? Triple is disorganized. Why isn't this guy booked on the show? Triple is disorganized. That's <laughs> basically all you pretty much have to know. And he was just like, he's just ripping on Dorian Roldan and, and wow. Joaquin. Uh, Dorian Roldan, he calls... Um, he calls Mexican Cartman. <laughs> he calls him Mexican Cartman. I was
0: wait, wait, wait. He shouldn't say that because people would be tempted to tune in. <laughs>
1: yeah, but he's just being—he's just being like. But it's like it's it, it's like. Do you, do you think
0: now? Do, is he doing it so much that
1: it's almost? Well, apparently, Dor, Dorian um, sent him a. Told him. I like guess he's, cease and desist. yeah, like yeah. to stop saying bad shit about AAA. But he's like, I'm not saying he, Conan's like, why would I stop? I'm not saying anything bad. It's like everything. If they ask me, it's all yeah. true. And I, 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 Fantasma was on the show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the the one thing I will say that Ejol Fantasma, if you guys haven't heard, like if you guys don't want to hear the the Conan ripping on AAA because you're you don't like that or whatever, right? Um, listen to the Conan interviewing Ejol Fantasma because it's really good. Mm. So really, like unlike the the MLW one was pretty good. Yes, the, which was in English, but this one in Spanish was with Hijo Fantasma was really good, because he I mean he he talked more about like all the stuff like he was talking about um, his um, his first gimmick at, was being top secret. The that character was his gimmick called his, G- top, secret. top secret for Hijo Fantasma when uh-huh. he was going to debut, and they asked him where did he get that gimmick, and he said um, that was his dad's original name that he was going to have. No way, top secret. Um, but when he was going to use that name. Um, the guy who used to run um, the the commission, who who's um, Estrellita's grandfather, mm-hmm. I forgot his um his last name was Bar- Rafael Baradas. Um, he at that time the commission wouldn't allow English words for um, lucha names. Really? So he told me he couldn't use that name. So he, you no, know, he but he told Fantasma that he placed high mm-hmm. in um as far as the, stu- the people who were going to be in, get into lucha. He so he the guy decided he would look over the... He looked, he, while he was talking to him, he was looking at the, at the newspaper and saw a comic strip. And in the comic strip, there was a, the Phantasma, the Phantom Oh yes. Um, comic. Mm-hmm. So he decided to give him the name Phantasma. And I just laughed because I was like, oh, copyright is perfectly fine, <laughs> but, but an yeah, but, but but English, English name. Forget. Yeah. So when Hijo when Fantasma came up with, decided to wrestle, he decided to use the gear that his dad had had from the 70s. Because the dad had actually made the gimmick, had actually come up with the gear and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he was told he couldn't use it. So it's kind of like, he still kept it. So, Eho Fantasma used that gear and he's like it's like really he, he was like it was really cool cuz it was 1970s gear. It's like it, it was made that at of that time and he's like so Has it was a Yeah, so it, it. he's like it looked cool and I was like and so he was talking about that. Then he talked about um his time in CMLL, although he wasn't as he kind of was still kind of bitter about it. Mhm. But he explained why it happened. Like he talked about the w- he gave out all the information on the D- WWE tryout really? from two thousand and eleven. I think. I think what, it was what,
0: what did he say about
1: the that? names that were there? Were like he was talking about how Sombra was there. The obvious name for Sombra, mm-hmm. the, the four obvious names were him, mm-hmm. Sombra, Volador Junior, and um, Averno. I think those were the four right. names that that melted. Remember him.
0: when Averno? That was the big rumor.
1: Yeah, because I think Caristico had already kind of already been rumored before yes. that that he had a spot whenever he wanted to go, when he mm-hmm. was Mystico. But he, didn't, he I don't think he was part of that tryout. So um, then they had that trial when it was those four. And um, where was Mystico back then? He was still in CML, right? He just didn't go to that tryout. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he um, was. Yeah. So then they had those four. And then Hijo um, Fantasma said that it wasn't just them for It was um, also included Daga, Hijo mm-hmm. uh, de L.A. Park, Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr., um, some other people, and um, Mascarita Dorada. Oh, wow. Who later became El Torito? Yes. So um, he was saying that um, he got a lot of the blame because he speaks English. It's uh-huh. like so. CMLL thought, oh, he. The people in charge thought, oh, he must have gotten them. But you know, it's so silly because if you remember back then, I think that was they 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 ran shows in Mexico. Remember, CMLL people in the office were posting pictures of them at WWE shows. Oh. I remember that because I remember there being, I think Jose Luis Feliciano was at one of mm-hmm. the shows. So it's like, it's kind of stupid. Why would you get upset over that? <laughs> yeah, really? So then um, he was talking about how he was the one that impressed the first day. Mm-hmm. He's like, and then the second day, what they did was they had um, they had a lucha, just had told them all to have a lucha match. He's like, and they had these really good, like he's like, really good lucha match, what we did in back then in Arena Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's like, and then we had um, we have to go do promos. But he said, before that, he's like, Masquerita Dorada was asked to do something. Mm-hmm. So Masquerita Dorada was asked to do something with, um, God, I can't remember who he said. I'm thinking it was, oh, Ricardo. Ricardo Rodriguez. Oh, okay, yes. And um, so he said, Masquerita Dorada climbs into the ring, gets on the top rope, and does this, like, flip and like lands on, on on Ricardo and flips him over or something, uh-huh. and as soon as they saw that, uh, Iol Fantasma said that Michael P S Hayes comes out with his fanny, he's wearing a fanny pack, <laughs> and he runs out there and tells him to stop. He's like, "Stop! I'm writing um I'm writing a Masquerita Dorada story."
0: Like really? he wanted,
1: he he already wanted. That's him. all he needed to. That's see? That's all he needed to see. Wow, he was that impressed. And like and like um, Fantasma was saying that. He remembers the first time. I think it was about Ihl Fantasma who said it that he remembers the first time he saw Masquerita Dorada because Conan started talking about it more. Mm-hmm. He said he remembers the first time he saw Masquerita Dorada. And he's like, yeah, he's a he does flips and all that stuff because he's a he's a man. He's gonna do all these cool mm-hmm. stuff. He's like. But I didn't realize How good of a wrestler He actually was Oh hell yeah He was a good technical wrestler
0: Remember wrestling. that live match We <laughs> saw at Wrestle Yeah yeah That and, was amazing I remember
1: I had told you Before that I go You've got to watch His mat wrestling Like nobody ever Mentioned his mat wrestling They yes. would always mention How good he was at doing flips And all that stuff And yeah with Damus But he would do like This really good Yes um, He was okay. very good Like, And so uh, Conan was talking This led to Conan uh, Talking about how When he brought in Masquerita Dorada mm-hmm. He was the one That was trying to get Mascarita Dorada Dorada to jump from CML to AAA so he's the one that convinced them so then he said um, when they brought him to AAA he's like we get this great worker and what is he doing? maybe getting one one or two matches per month he's like and and Masquerade Dorada the reason he left AAA was because they weren't getting him bookings Wow. and he's like and so that led to Conan trashing Copete Salazar <laughs> again. Hijo <laughs> <laughs> Fantasma stayed quiet that part, but he was like, but Conan, that gave Conan enough time to was just like... Now, now... Okay, Conan, Conan's spending a lot of time... I'm curious how they... You know, it's so funny. Dorian sends him this letter, but Conan's still getting A people to do this podcast. That's interesting. He's had Pentagon Jr., he's had Sexy Star, and he's had Ijo Fantasma in his podcast. Interesting. And it's a Spanish podcast. That's fast. I... Hmm. He can't get the same out. I haven't seen CML people on the show, so there's obviously. Well, probably because. Paco, Paco yes, says. As, <laughs> yes. If
0: I even see you sitting and next to Conan. They, and, he,
1: and he's pretty much told everybody yeah. that they can't be around uh, Conan.
0: You know, I mean, here's my question. Is Conan bringing up A so frequently that. He, okay, let's say even if he's 100% right about everything he says, does it almost make him look P-eyed?
1: Like a. Yeah, it looks like he's pissed off the entire time. But I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, because you know, you can kind of you know, make yourself look bad if you don't like let it go eventually.
1: Yeah, and you know, you know, and some of the stuff he's, I mean, it's valid. You know, like because they asked yeah. him, he they asked him, how come these people didn't talk when they were working for Triple He's Like they can't, they got a job. I mean, how are they going to talk? That's understandable. And that's
0: true in the industry anywhere. You didn't hear Jim Cornette rip on
1: WWE when while played he was White, there. Yeah, but I'm and, sure he and, meant uh, he thought it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He, I mean, I'm sure he thought it. Not only did he think it, he probably said it to them, like, you know, when they would have meetings and stuff, but it wasn't... Because he's Jim Cornette. Yes, and <laughs> Conan, and does. Conan's the same way. Conan said, yeah. he, he said, you don't think I told these people this stuff mm-hmm. when I was there? He's like, he's like, but I wasn't going to make it public. He's like, but I would say it. And, you know, not for... Like, it wasn't told to me directly, mm-hmm. but it's Conan, like, his thoughts on Dorian Roldan and the, the family... There was really only like, maybe the during the Lucha Underground, like the two year, mm-hmm. the the year that Lucha Underground started, that may have been the only time where Conan thought highly of the Rodan family in reality. <laughs> like, because right. like, I mean, there were points before that were, and it wasn't him telling me. He would do podcasts where he would talk like they didn't know anything, like Dorian didn't know anything about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then he's all of a sudden, oh, he knows a lot. He's, he's He's a guy, he's one of those guys who's like, keeps up with the... With the not just what is his thing where it's like he keeps up with stuff outside of wrestling with the pop culture yeah the just trends like and all that. that yeah like it's like dude yeah you know there's a lot of people who keep up with trends that aren't really good promoters either so. yeah
0: no it's true yeah it's true so
1: it's like yeah but I I think it's his show I, I think it's it's entertaining and I get a lot of people like like when I when I recap it on on Twitter mm-hmm. people are like getting worked up over it because it's like. It's interesting. And that's probably his intention. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's and, you know, some of it, some of it is him being on. Like, <clears throat> he he was asked if he could if he could take any current wrestlers to to WCW in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Who would he pick? And he mentioned Rush, Mascara Dorada, mm-hmm. um, Flamita, Volador Junior, and somebody else. And, and some and a couple of people were like, well, how come he didn't pick um, anyone from AAA? It's weird." And I said, "Oh, he didn't pick AAA people because the, the people from AAA he would pick." are working for Lucha Underground. And I go, and I go, this is, f- these fantasy booking questions, they're subject to interpretation because, I mean, like, if I asked you to book CMLL, you're probably going to think, you're only thinking about maybe the Friday show. Right. And not really thinking about anything else, you know, or you're thinking about something else, you know. Yeah. It, it's it, like, it's like subject to interpretation. Well, like. And you and I
0: have talked about this and, <clears throat> and almost
1: every other person
0: who's a wrestling fanatic when they were kids you fantasy book stuff when i was a teenager i fantasized about being a promoter and i created i don't know
1: what you're ta- you're fantasizing about <laughs> just
0: kidding <laughs> well that's a whole different
1: story <laughs> we're talking
0: about devil Must- yeah yeah wrestling, wrestling. Yeah, that, that's a different fantasy <laughs> no but, but, but you think about how you would book a show how you construct the matches i never thought about using wrestlers in existence i'd think about stars i would cre- you know wrestlers i'd create yeah, and everybody's like the- different everybody's different yeah, but the that. thing is the thing is i i never want to hear anybody's fantasy booking not because i don't think they have good ideas because in your fantasy you never have somebody having a hissy fit about doing a job about yeah, somebody yeah. showing up in no condition to perform but people it, missing a sh- and that's just that's just that's just a little tiny grain of everything that can go
1: wrong. But you know what's so you funny? Know? You know what's so funny about this? Because people were pointing out the whole Lucha Underground thing and I thought that he didn't pick Lucha Underground AAA mm-hmm. people. And I'm like, why are you guys so shocked about that? I'm shocked he likes Rush. Because remember yes. there was that one podcast that he did in MLW where someone asked, what do you think about Rush? And he said, he looked like a fag.
0: I remember, remember that. that. Yes, that I That was do.
1: one that you heard. I And did. I was like, I was like that took, that's a complete 1A. But it's, all, it's like, it's like, he sometimes he says stuff without knowing and it's like because I remember when he said that about Rush I'm like why w- would you say that he's actually a really good like he was already good at that point yes like it's like the, he was already having I think that he was having that feud with Nero Casas when he said that it was like mm-hmm. right in between like it was that summer I, I'm thinking it was the summertime of that feud in 2014 I was like man dude come on <laughs> Volador Jr. I don't think I, 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 I don't think he would ever talk to Conan. <laughs> I, I don't think they would vibe you know
0: I don't picture it yeah yet. I
1: agree with you no I think he's been warned about him. <laughs> uh, um, so, so any other any other uh, news on the horizon? Well Triple A the news um Doctor Wagner Jr. is gonna be the the next challenger for Tejano Jr. for the world title uh-huh. and Pentagon Junior's challenging Psycho clown for the AAA Triple A Latin American title. But uh everything else is basically Pagano main event thing. <laughs> so you know. Pagano is the new Four letter word He's 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 the new thunder Right yes. <laughs> I mean I, But I you doubt know was... It's weird Unlike thunder mm-hmm. There's a lot of people Like in Lucha Who um, Think he's got Like something mm-hmm. Charisma or something And he does the death matches But I don't really see it He can't wrestle For I I,
0: I I have to I think I've only seen him once So I can't really say Dude it.
1: I watched yeah. that Ooh. Hey look Anybody who wants to disagree with me, mm-hmm. I, I'm the only person who, who covers Lucha, who actually watched the Pagano Trauma 2, Trauma 1 match. Mm-hmm. And I was actually okay with watching that match. I didn't think it was that bad, but that was basically Trauma being really good.
0: Right, being able and to carry him.
1: Being able to carry him. And Pagano, I mean, there's stuff that he does in a, in a match where it's like just like, it's Thunder quality. Where it's like, oh, jeez, wow. Like he's not... He's not now I'm going to have to watch some of this stuff just to
0: say I've seen it. Because, yeah, I've been hearing just a lot of negative... Uh, the two people I hear negative buzz about are him and Pierrot. Pieroth. And I have seen Pierre right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen people are starting to make memes, uh, memes, memes. comparing Pieroth to Pieroth. Like, this is Pieroth, not this guy. Oh, really? I wish I could remember... <laughs> saying clever stuff. Yeah, but I've, yeah, seen, it, I've seen
1: several different I ones feel, where where you can tell you're not the only one who's livid. I feel it. bad for everybody whose like favorite wrestler was Puroth, Norberto Salgado. Yes, because he was a really good. Like he wasn't the greatest wrestler. Because I mean, I think by the by, he was cool. By though. 2000, yeah. he wasn't very good. But from like the from like 91 or 92, whenever he was really like at the peak, what I to 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 1998, 99. He was really good. And talk about somebody who was awesome on the mic. Even and though he was, great was on the mic. Yeah, yeah,
0: even though he didn't do a lot of mic work, that guy just, that guy was just. And I, I have to say, every now and then we bring up that empty arena match in Pomona yeah. that I wrestled on, and uh, he was in there, and I, I just have to say, just that was the only time I ever met him. But I gotta say, uh, he was a he seemed like a really nice person. He yeah. is super nice to all the locals. And uh, <laughs> I remember he was even, even uh, teaching Bobby Bradley's, like, five-year-old son how to do Hindu squats. and Yeah. <laughs> and and, and yeah, he, he mean, just seemed like a good guy. You hear and a lot of I, nice yeah. things about
1: him, like, up from Luchador. Yeah,
0: when I heard about his health problems, I
1: that was one time. J- just from meeting him that one time, I, I just felt really sad when I heard about... You know, Sam Adonis, they asked him about... Um, if how big of a lucha fan he was, mm-hmm. or if he had watched lucha Mexican wrestling before, mm-hmm. and he actually said that he he was a fan of lucha, he said and, and mentioned um, he liked some of the great rudos like Bestia Salvaje, really Emilio Charles Jr. satanico oh. and I'm like he's naming like guys, and I'm like maybe this guy actually isn't that you know oh <laughs> if you watch I don't awesome. know because I mean for I don't think I don't think he. Maybe somebody told him, but even like if, I don't picture him pulling those two names out of his ass just as a reference, you know what I especially like mean? from current fans. Yeah, in Mexico, they wouldn't name those guys because most of the fans would be mentioning like current wrestlers, like oh Pentagon Jr. and stuff like that. And this guy, this guy, this guy knew um new names. Like if he wanted to name drop about who he grew up seeing, he'd say, "Oh, Hijo de Santo." Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like or, that. Or, but, or he'd talk about current guys. Yeah, yeah, Super Nettico, Timo Guerrero. You know, guys like that. And he's like, he was talking. I'm like, holy shit! He's talking about these.
0: Now, was it last night when he debuted on Play Pueblo, Monday, yeah. Okay, Monday. Now I want to watch it just yeah. to see
1: him. <laughs> he, I think he's he gets points in my book just for that alone. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He kind of, he, I think he'd end up getting another shot in WWE. He might he probably got there when because he was pretty green at the time. Yes. And you know, when you're at that point or really young, you're not really that prepared. You're not
0: prepared and even if you're the best wrestler in the world it's still crapshoot yeah
1: if they like you they like you if they yeah. don't I mean Lucha Underground Lucha Underground I go for Lucha it Lucha Underground go for um, it last two weeks I'm very upset because I lost internet uh huh on the on the June 8th episode this is how you get Fredo seriously pissed off I was really upset pissed off. Because I didn't have internet, and I couldn't tweet about Lucha Underground, which is one of the things I enjoy doing. I was very, very hurt. But hold on. This is what really yes. got me upset. Okay. So they show, like, they had this, um, this match where it was six versus six. And one of the pictures was Flamita. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, Flamita's going to be on this show. I am excited. And they oh, go to com- commercial break. Oh. They come back from commercial break. There is no Flamita. <laughs> there is Chavo Guerrero Jr. in the match. <laughs> i like, what the fuck? Somebody was playing a joke on you. But wait. Fido. But wait. Uh-huh. Pentagon Jr. rolls in in his wheelchair. His electronic wheelchair. Uh-huh. And beats up Chavo Garo Jr. and gets him out of the match. Oh
0: so Pentagon my Jr. Lord, joins that's it. that's awesome. And this
1: is a good match. Um, he did
0: a Brian Pillman in the Yes. yes that the, is awesome.
1: Pentagon Jr., I don't think there's a guy... I don't think there's a guy who in the last two years has gotten... Like, this guy... If this guy if this guy ever like if he ever wanted to I think he could be a star in WWE well, he,
0: and he's one of those guys even with what limited lucha I was watching I thought man this is one dude overdue for a push He had, he dude is it,
1: it, when he first started he was a great uh, great like what you saw was he was a great base for yeah. his brother Phoenix and that's and for and for other technicals but you really didn't see the rest of it but once they let him talk and get first of all once they gave him the gimmick and he instead of him staying with the gimmick as the pentagon the traditional one and this is something he mentioned mm-hmm. how how when he's in one of conan's interviews this is actually a good part he said um he said um he got the pentagon gimmick and you remember how it was like uh, it looked like octagon just yes. with white and um white and black mm-hmm. he said he didn't he looked at himself in the mirror and he said it doesn't scare me like the look mm-hmm. doesn't scare me mm-hmm. so he went and asked the Roldans dons if it was okay if he changed it so he redid the entire gimmick wow really the entire look and everything and now he looks like a badass like he looks like a badass like this could be like like and it's funny he he
0: looks like an old school badass yeah like, he he looks like somebody you'd see
1: as somebody s- would walk in an alley and beat the shit out of you exactly, you know exactly. yeah
0: he would be santo's enemy in one of the old movies yeah, one of yeah. The old black and white santo movies and,
1: I, I, and you look at him ones. and the way they book him he, he's so well booked in in, in around it's like Wish AAA would finally Figure out how to use them And I think they're <laughs> Starting to But he's That guy's like I think I think he's like The, the one guy In, in, in Mexico after, be, Besides Rush Who has a shot To be like a huge star In Mexico right now yes. So he was great um, The opening match Was Killshot Versus Marty the Moth Martinez mm-hmm. That was skippable That was okay um, They're feuding uh, Marty the Moth Took away um, Those um, What are those um, the, do- the dog tags Oh yeah for the military kill shots dog, dog tags so he got upset so they fought over um they he took him back and all this stuff kind of a
0: throwaway yeah
1: kind of yeah. throwaway. um they had a arrow and drago versus jack evans and pj black oh pj black is supposed to be in that lucha elite match oh, really but he's in lucha underground so <laughs> you know that that kind of seems although he he retweeted he retweeted um somebody who posted the poster mm-hmm. for uh with him on it. Mm-hmm. So that's really weird. I'm kind of curious if he's going to be there. It's going to be interesting. Thursday's going to be interesting. Although he, he's not going to be there on Saturday. Because he already... I think he's doing a... He's doing Lucha Underground. And I think he's at an autograph signing in LA also. So. Mm, so yeah. Yeah. So that I think he's not going to be there for Saturday. So that's weird. I'm not sure about that. Uh, they had a match. Jack Evans, PJ Black versus Aerostar Drago. Nuncha- nunchucks match. A nunchucks match? They had nunchucks around the building. Mm-hmm. Hanging around. So they had to figure out ways to get them. They would get them down and they would use them. So, at one point, you see uh, PJ Black climb on uh, Jack Evans climb on PJ Black's um, shoulders mm-hmm. and get some nunchucks and they start beating the shit out of each other with the nunchucks. I mean, it's kind of a silly match, but it was fun. Right. It was actually a good match. But Jack Evans is such a great heel in, on this show. Like, I think that's the other guy. He's he's probably. Pentagon Jr. is a great babyface for the role he mm-hmm. is uh, just a badass. Yeah. Not necessarily baby babyface, but just a badass yes. guy. Yes, yeah. That he's going to be a babyface. It's like I said, whenever... whenever. Stone Cold, kind of like Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, Jack Evans is a great heel like he's a dick you know he's a asshole like oh yeah jerk.
0: yeah i mean that i think that was the last time i watched triple a with any regularity was when he was a heel so yeah you know, and I, I just thought he,
1: yeah but on I, this that show guy, that guy is just yeah but on this guy. show it's so much better because really? he's such a he screams during the match he starts yelling telling he he takes away the mic from melissa santos and tell and lets her he introduces himself mm-hmm. because melissa santos can't do it wow. do him proper wow. do it properly he,
0: he is like one of the most Unique wrestlers I've ever yeah,
1: seen yeah. Like you watch that And you're like Oh now he's finally Reached this The potential um, Then they had the Six versus six match With the winning team Would then face The following week In a In a Six way match mm-hmm. Where the winner Would face um, Matanza At Ultima Lucha Yes So The six versus six match Was really good It was like 12-13 minutes long It was good Um they also had Mr. Cisco being, uh, uh, what's that called when they're, uh, the police have you? They're interrogating him. Mm-hmm. They're inter- interrogating him, and they tell him that he has to help them. And he's like, I'm not going to help the police. <laughs> he was all pissed at Joey Ryan and, uh, and Ricky Reyes. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, give him the, uh, they give him the option. He could go to prison or he could help them. Right. So he decides to help him. He's like, what do I have to do to help you? He's like, he's got to wear a wire. Mm-hmm. to get Dario Cueto to talk about some of the stuff that he's done illegally yes <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of them uh, the other one um, Katrina um, woke up Mil Muertes who was dead he was in a he was in this casket with a a glass cover mm-hmm. in um, in um, King Cuerno's um, cabin Mm-hmm. where he has all these um all the trophies of dead um, animals that he's killed right and mil martis is one of them oh my god <laughs> so mil yeah, martis that- no he's in the casket he's in the casket okay. with glass and um quatrina woke him up so now he's back um and then um that whole fireball thing is just upsetting um <laughs> so then the following week they had the six-way match um i actually thought the f- start of it was kind of boring because mm-hmm. they had a lot of I think there was too many people and they were trying to get too many people involved. Right. It wasn't bad, but it was just too many people. The end of it was Johnny Mundo. I think it was Johnny Mundo. Um, as they eliminate, because it was an elimination match, as it went on, it was Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and Johnny Mundo at the end. Mm-hmm. That's when it got really good. Ah. And then it got really good when Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix were the last two and Pentagon Jr. won. He'll face Mat- Matanza at the... Ultima Lucha. The other match for Ultima Lucha is um Dragon Azteca Jr. versus Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. Black Lotus is that Asian woman, remember yes, that? Yes, yes, the one that yeah. they were teasing the yeah. first season. So she's going to face him, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is going to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's really like developed into this really good worker and I
0: surprise us all. Yeah. Yes.
1: I kind of feel bad for Dragon Azteca Jr. cuz I think some some a lot of the matches when they face the trios matches that he's been in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a woman in the other trio. And he always ends up being the one facing the woman. And it's like it's Taya. and Oh uh, yeah. Maybe, it's like, he, maybe he's the one with the yeah, carrying yeah. ability. so he's like, doesn't mind. Yeah. Him, yeah. And it's, it's, it's Prince Puma and Ray versus the really good workers. It's like ah, poor, And poor. he sent in to do the oh, yeah. duty. He does get yeah. to do some spotlight stuff. Like dives and stuff like that. But it's like Black Lotus versus Dragon. I'm guessing somebody's going to get involved in that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So that's Lucha Underground. The last two weeks. This week, I think this week they have something with... Um, I'm trying to remember. I think there's more Jack Evans this week, so that's good. So it's worth watching yeah. for that alone. Yeah, Jack, Jack Evans and Pentagon Jr. have been the standouts for me this, this wow, season. very cool. Yeah. Really enjoyed this this season. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Anything else?
0: I think that's it. I. Uh, um,
1: this is your last show? My last
0: show until I return from another continent.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, going to... I'm going to miss you, Kurt. I'm going to miss you, Frank. Oh, I got to mention, Um, I got to recommend this podcast. It's only 30 minutes long, 35 minutes long, this podcast. Uh-huh. It's done by these two promoters uh, from a- AIW, mm-hmm. from um, the Cleveland, Ohio area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Card is Going to Change. It uh-huh. is a great podcast. because really? they, t- they talk about all their experiences promoting. Ooh. So they've talked about uh, like Big Man Vader, Bader, I really just having to deal with deal with him. Oh wow! That they have they talk. They have this great story about Kamala. No how way. how Kamala couldn't. They really. I mean, these guys. I I don't I don't want to like I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's because they're. I don't want to sound like racist because they're white dudes, mm-hmm. but I mean they must have a lot of money to throw away in wrestling because they, they <laughs> there's some guys that they're signed for like ten thousand. They they wasted ten thousand on a on a main event and stuff and it's like. And it's not maybe just a just a white guy thing. and Maybe there's other people who do well, it. Well,
0: yeah, you, every it's more I
1: mean, of a throwaway money type of thing.
0: Hear, you do hear stories about, like I've heard several stories about people who inherited some family money that they probably could have bought a house off of. Instead yeah. they're going to become wrestling promoters and they lose it all or or, or then he wasn't a promoter but remember the uh, guy uh, Michael Wozanski the Canadian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian I, I never knew this but a uh, apparently his family was like some oil magnets like he was independently wealthy he could he could
1: have wrestled
0: uh anywhere because he was wrestling in uwa when they were like obviously not paying anything yeah and i bet a lot of promoters wouldn't like to go into details of how they fund stuff yeah it could be anywhere from embarrassing to illicit but um, it, that would be interesting in itself.
1: Just to me, it's weird because when I was thinking of promoting, mm-hmm. I remember when we just got to the $3,000 mark, I was like, yeah, I think I'm not going to do this. And I- <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, once I got yeah. to past $3,000, i am like, but, but it's, yeah. not, it's not just that you're spending that money. It's that you're looking at the, because I think when you go to shows, you start realizing, you start adding up more or less the money that's being spent. Yes. And you're like, ah, oh, insurance, ring crew, mm-hmm. the ring. The, the the chairs, the, the arena, the wrestlers, it's like it just adds mm-hmm. up the referees, the announcer maybe, the DJ, it's like it's it just costly. keeps, yeah, the, the printing for tickets and flyers, it's like yeah. It well, and good.
0: then in the 80s, you know, one of the reasons I had a hard time getting bookings is, uh, um... You also had to deal with the athletic commission. You had yeah. to pay a doctor to be at every show. Yeah. Like, so very few people promoted because you had to invest a lot of money. But just in the last 25 years, I've known several different people who have opened up credit accounts, max credit cards. Yeah, I think that's some of the only way they're doing were it. were some indie guys who um, sold all their, like, whatever they collected, like, back when baseball cards were still worth something. Yeah, yeah. Like and most of them regret
1: it. Yeah, I'm guessing these guys must have really good jobs, or like they have they come might, from, they might come from they, the family. You know. But they're talking about how um, Kamala no showed one of their one of their shows mm-hmm. because um, he was at the airport and he realized he forgot he wore the wrong pants. What? So they're, when they're uh, telling the great, they're really good at telling the story. So they're like, they're like, so like, what do you mean you wore the he wore the wrong pants? And it's like, well, apparently the other pants that he has. Had the, his um, identification, like his license and oh. stuff, his wallet and oh, all that. Gotcha. So, and and they're like, can he go back and get them and then like go back to the airport? I mean, really, it's like, oh my God, like and funny. apparently, apparently, that was too much work for him to do. And they just they just ripped on on Vader for how hard what an asshole. Wow. is I think nice. there was. Um, they said Sunny was also uh, difficult to deal with, which which we've that, heard yes. we've heard that because she's <laughs> worked shows here in LA yeah. and. We've known people who dealt with her that said that she was very difficult. Um, somebody else that they brought up. I can't remember who else.
0: It, it, is, it is funny because there's so many people who I think the fan... you got to get rid of the fan inside you before yeah. you promote because I think there's a lot of people who, oh, this is my hero. And yeah. so they, they don't realize it's just a person. And they might
1: be a good person. They might be vader or sunny or yeah rollins. yeah and, and it's it's cool because they have some cool stories like they talk about oh they were talking about some of the other wrestlers like um, seth rollins mm-hmm. the guy, tyler black back then now seth rollins um who they said was like they like this guy would show up to shows no matter the conditions no matter the weather he's like there were people in, in, in that in there he's like there are people in our area that wouldn't go to the, some of the shows if it was like like there was a bad um snowstorm and this guy would show up from wow. like another city, like far away. He's like, but that also shows you why this. There's a difference between some guys who want to do it and those guys, some guys who actually want to become like stars, like want to actually make a career out of it, and that's the difference.
0: I I remember very clearly, like, you know, and then. that's like
1: Volador well, Jr. said the same thing. He's like when he was talking about um Flyer, when he said Flyer, he he kind of wants him to like do this because it's like. How's he gonna? Like, there's a huge difference between being a guy who shows up in in Mexico City as opposed to, like, becoming, you know, at his level, a star at his level. Well,
0: I remember toward the end of the territorial days when, you know, they're still doing, you know, the old formula of uh, TV jobbers. You know, I've talked to guys who would drive, like, five hours. Uh, just to go to a TV taping, hoping they'll get booked as a job or do, like, a two-minute job, not get much money for it.
1: Uh, and then they're... The guys who live right across the street that wouldn't show up. Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And there's a lot of guys who wouldn't be willing to drive the five yeah, hours. Yeah. They said, but you know what? There's They'll remember your face. They remember... Yeah. You know, there's a good chance the promoter will remember you drove five hours and you didn't ask for any special favors. You went in there and got thumped. And that's what I mean that's yeah, what you and have that's, to do that's, that's, that's how you
1: separate the, the guys who are like now in WWE to the guys who are like toiling in their local indie groups absolutely and absolutely. even at that level there's some guys who aren't at that at that level you know like you look at Steve Payne Steve Payne went to Mexico without mm-hmm. knowing he didn't know Spanish like I didn't even know that he didn't know Spanish and that's balls and you I mean, know that's because, good. Yeah, and, and that,
0: you do have to do that yeah and yeah and
1: he got experience Yeah. yeah yeah so it's like it, so that's a show I oh, recommend. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. It's only 35 minutes yeah. long, which and they're really good. Like they actually like it's it's a good podcast
0: and a good podcast that is eight times that long, eight uh, times as long <laughs> the four hour podcast. But it's the only four hour podcast that I listen to. And I must preface by saying only have time to listen to. I yeah, I have time to listen to it because uh, my current position where I work is uh, doing data entry clerical, and so I can listen to you know music yeah. or podcast,
1: but it's the six oh five five podcast you imagine which, you got it wrong 603 <laughs> <laughs> the 603 podcast well i should i, shoulda, podcast. I, I we should do a podcast yes. and call it the 603 podcast or, or how
0: about the 420 podcast
1: no but we'll just do six, the 420 no, the we'll before they <laughs> announce their next podcast we'll like be the 603 podcast we're two minutes ahead of them <laughs> I love, yeah there you go there yes. you go i like that i yes. like that
0: but uh and I will and I'm not just saying that because uh Brian Last and uh the Bixie Demon are obsessed with you now.
1: Everybody's no? obsessed with me.
0: <laughs> Once they see me and they feel my lack of charisma, they become obsessed with me. Everybody <laughs> does.
1: Uh
0: no, I I was on the most recent one talking about uh the old LA territory uh specifically the monster gimmick and
1: talk about Dr. Jerry Grant
0: Uh yeah, they're gonna play that on a future <laughs> show. And I, I, I do recommend people listen to that one. That uh-huh. was a fun listen. But no, every show, you know, whenever I hear of a podcast that's three or four hours long,
1: I think they split a lot of the stuff, right? Like if you do it, they do. They you interviewed do an me,
0: and uh, they had me talk about several different subjects,
1: yeah, and then they split it on different shows. That's yes, actually pretty yes.
0: smart. Yeah, it's very good because they they split the show up nicely. It's like they don't go on for an hour on one subject and then move on to another hour long subject. They really divide it up nicely, and it's a really really entertaining show, especially if you're an it's old too school long for fan. Data
1: was well, too long for a lot of people yeah. but
0: uh as f- it's rare i will listen you know to how, show that long I,
1: I could like within those that's the trouble with these shows within those four hours of a show of a podcast and it's like i think everybody does four hour podcast now mm-hmm. i could listen to conan's podcast watch cml Informa, and watch two or three of those matches that i just mentioned that i could <laughs> that that, that yes. you know you want to watch so it's like it's hard for me to like do all that stuff
0: yeah they uh, even on other subjects that I like there are some lengthy podcasts that I won't listen yeah. to the whole thing but I do want to say this is the exception this is a fun fun podcast if you do have the time
1: yeah I
0: recommend that
1: and a lot of people have the time there's a lot of people who actually like talk about this is true this they've is enjoyed true those shows. like I was saying like a lot of those shows like 605 Podcasts, on Exile on Bad Street um Between the Sheets the Chris Zellner podcast yes um I think, like, a lot of the fans who aren't familiar with a lot of the inside stuff from, like, the years gone by, those are really great shows. Yes. Or if you want to remember that stuff or don't know a lot oh, about exactly, that stuff. exactly, it's exactly. Like, it's like, but if you actually remember yeah. all that stuff, it's like, oh, you know, although I do enjoy, like I, like I told you, you do a Mid-South podcast, I'm listening to it. <laughs> like that's something else. Yes, I was, yes, it's got to be something I really enjoy. Well,
0: and I, and I would say if if there are people who are intent on in doing a really lengthy podcast, this is a good one to listen to to model years after to see the way they pace it because they pace it to where they don't drone on too long about any one subject. They yeah. move
1: from from. We should do a four I, hour podcast. See how long we get. We can. Like. <laughs> Without like insulting each other, like, we'll
0: we'll brew we'll brew two pots of coffee, yeah, yeah. and we'll we'll shotgun them. So or that that. And what? speaking of long podcasts, we're not, like, not as long as the last yeah, one. We did. An hour
1: twenty, isn't it? <laughs> yes, like an hour twenty yes. it isn't that long. And again, I want to thank everybody. Next podcast, I might be alone. It'll you be like be the Conan alone, podcast. Yes. I might actually do a fan mail podcast where. People just send me email and I could answer. Or shall I
0: try to call you from jolly old England? And, <laughs> no. and, and I'll speak like Dick Van Dyke
1: and Mary Poppins.
0: Hey out Top of the morning to yeah.
1: I should learn how to record Skype. And that way could, we could do
0: that. I know a lot of people yeah. use that. Yeah. yeah. It's just,
1: it just seems like more, more to learn. Although I learned some new stuff for my website this past week. so.
0: Oh, very cool. That's yeah. where I feel 95 years yeah. old. Skype. How do Skype. What button do I push? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways... So, when. So, Fredo might do a podcast while I'm away. Uh, and so, who knows when our next podcast will be? Probably toward yeah. the end of July. And uh, I hope Lucha Libre is
1: thoroughly bitching in the munch- month of July. You hope it's horrible so you don't have anything. Exactly. So, so you, I, you think you didn't miss anything. So
0: I already have a bunch of stuff. I, well, for one. The,
1: you're already disappointed because you're going to miss the Barbara Carbonario Ray Cometa, Yes, yes, I am. I am. <laughs>
0: and I missed their.
1: Lucha it's Underground's after. Ultima Lucha is going to happen while you're gone, although you don't really watch that.
0: So, uh, when I get back, I'm going to have a few days to get over uh, um, jet lag. So, if I can't sleep, maybe I will start You think Diamante
1: sleep. will be back in France by the time you're over? You're over?
0: <laughs> the last day Can of the trip, we're going we're gonna to have dinner at the Louvre. And <laughs> all I could think of. It, it, you I see did, some
1: I you see some big dude with a blue mask you're like
0: that's a <laughs> no I, I didn't say anything but it, the first thing I thought of when I heard of the Lou was like oh that's where Cassandra and Yehudi Santo <laughs> <Yes>. wrestled.
1: <laughs> yeah so yes uh, also those of you um, Cassandra has a GoFundMe page oh does he yeah if you could help with him that'd be cool
0: yes definitely help
1: him out Cassandra's a Pulled wonderful back. guy and yeah
0: one who should get a nod yeah Okay, until next time, may the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere, may the left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere, and bing, you're there. Talk to you at the end of July, folks. Take care.